Here we go. Okay, in, so recently we've made this discovery that there's different source of emotional reactivity or different source of being offended. And they're listed in this website called Reactivity. And what you mentioned, Gabriel, about trigger phrase is a sentence that it's sort of, it's a vampire sentence that we tell ourselves, and the moment we say it in our head, it, opened up, it opens our energetic body and probably other bodies to vampires, to, to vampires eating our energy and our time and attention and love just from having said that sentence. So, uh, for example, Gabriel was saying, I will never succeed. And then it opens this door of a few hours, a few days, sometimes even a few weeks of not being able to function, not being able to create or not being present or alive. And those are what we call trigger sentence. And there's a, there's a spark about it, which is spark 135. And I know it because we've made this website and it's about changing your relationship to those sentences. It's about changing your relationship to those sentences from being um, a victim of those sort of vampire energy, eating your energy, to being a trigger hunter. So you are the one hunting the trigger phrases and they're not the one hunting you. So you change your position towards them. And the way you do this is you grab a little your beep book, little notebook, and at the end, you have a section called trigger sentence, trigger phrases. And every time one of those comes, like, um, they will never come, I will never succeed, I had something about, uh, I, cannot, I can never do it, or I don't want to be the one doing it, I want other people to do it, or as some other ones were, uh, I'm not good enough, or uh, they will never love me. They love other people and not me. And so we have between 15 and maybe 25 of those trigger sentences that are circulating around, like sort of really, and waiting for the moment that the moment we'll say it, we say we open the cafe for them to eat us and we become this buffet. And the thing is, the more we do this work of introspection and uh, awareness and consciousness, the more tasty we become, the more radiant we become. And so they will, you will start noticing them more. And the way you catch them is you write it down in your, in your book. You write it down in your book and that's the catch. You caught them and then you'll have this sensation. They might come back and you say, cafe is closed. I already caught you. The cafe is closed. And really, I, I did that. Um, it was a year, a year and a half ago. I started realizing all those trigger sentences, and it was a lot about delivering training and holding space. And and I could feel be, sort of having this, being on this edge of, am I going to fall into this trigger sentence or am I going to stay centered? And sometimes it would take days for me to keep breathing and be, this is a trigger sentence and I caught it and I'm not going to go there. And the more I did this, then they, it's not really that they go away, but it was easier for me to just not go there, but it needed that process of a few days. So you might, 
that's that is a great experiment to do to start catching those trigger sentence does anybody have a sense of what your trigger sentence are leslie do you want to do you want to share a few? Oh, um yeah i have a lot of them but uh, many that you said were were very familiar um um you can't treat me like shit. Like speaking as a pile of shit. Like it's so you, got both the um, feeling like shit and then blaming somebody else for mm. that. So I would, I'm suspicious and I, I don't know. I'm suspicious that this one is probably something different. Okay. So there's six different emotional reactivity. There's a button which come from your box. They are on your box. And those are mechanical um, reaction. And really a good example is you see, par you see children pushing the button on their parents' box. And they push it and the parents react. Half an hour later, they push the same, the parents react. So do you know what I'm talking about in terms of button? Yeah. <laughs> Anna Sarah just nodding her head. <laughs> so, yeah. um, so this is a button and it's on your box. Then, uh, so this trigger sentence, uh, button, oh, hooks, which come from other gremlin. So other gremlin, which is the unconscious part of each of us has a gremlin. Sometimes they send hook onto other gremlins so they can have a gremlin feeding frenzy. And it is this low drama, uh, victim, rescuing, and also persecutor, you did this and you did that and I, you hurt me. So that's a major gremlin hook, you hurt me. And then there's traumas, which are emotion from the past, either, either from this life or other life where it's an uncompleted emotion and there is decision attached to those to the traumas so this major decision in in the childhood some people say i i don't trust anybody i i will never trust anybody anymore or uh, i i have to be alone i will have i have to make it alone and then people are 40 years old or 50 years old and try to create a team and every team falls apart and they wonder why they don't have a team. And it's because they have a decision inside of them that they've made when they were six months old or one month, one year old saying, I have to do it alone because their parents were not there because for whatever reason. So it seems like this, um, don't treat me like shit. Seems like that would be more of a trauma. It seems like it. Um, because okay. the, the trigger sentence are shorter and they are, they say, you can't do it. You will never succeed. They don't uh, love me. There's oh, those okay. really short ones. About, and it's a, it's more like, it's, a, a, it's what I tell myself about right. myself. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, Well, yeah, 
I I'm not understood. Mm. Yeah. And people don't care enough to try to understand. Is that yeah. Yeah. Uh, or yeah. I'm not understandable. Like that would um, yeah. Yeah. That would be one. I'm not understood or they don't understand me. I'm not understandable. So, and it's, you have a unique phrase. So when, when that sensation comes trying to catch the exact words and then yeah. write, write down those ones. Yeah. Cool. Thank you. Anna, Sarah, did you, it seems like you were nodding your head. You, do you know some of your trigger sentence? Yeah. I'm unlovable. I'm not good enough. And I'm not sure about the next one if it's actually a trigger. I hate when people change their minds. And I think that's more a button. I'm not sure. Yeah. Yeah. And it could also, so sometimes the button are also related to a trauma that somebody changed their mind at some point and they didn't tell you or, and it, something happened, mm -hmm. something happened. So yeah, that might be worth checking as a, in an emotional healing process about, yeah. Cool. Anybody else has some trigger sentence that, you can, yeah, Barbara. You're muted. Yeah, here you go. You can hear me now. Yes. I have the feeling I'm never good enough. I always, when I've, when I've done some sort of work, I'm just, yeah, I haven't reached what I should have reached. This is, um, yeah, this is what I'm working very much. When I look back on my day, I see, well, I could have done that better or that better or so something like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That is a trigger sentence. And this, I'm not good enough. Or I'm not perfect enough, which is so widespread as um, a meme. We call it a meme. So does, mm -hmm. does somebody doesn't know what a meme is. You know what? No, so, um, so there is, it is comparable in an analogy, like in an image, to genes, guinea in German. And so gene is the smallest instruction for the design of your physical body. Mm -hmm. How tall you are, the color of your hair, the color of your eyes. This mm -hmm. is what genes are. And memes are the smallest instruction for the design of your psychology or your mind, okay. of your Thank box. You. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it, it's been, it's, it was recently that somebody discovered the term memes. And, and so the meme, I'm not good enough or I'm not perfect enough is a meme from modern culture that a lot of people have. So it is also a cultural meme. And it seems to me that it has to do with also being in school and being graded mm -hmm. and then being comparable. So as a being, it's insane that we think we can be compared to another being. We're unique in all shapes and forms and what we deliver in our quality and our um, presence of being. And how can anybody grade that? And then we go to school and there's somebody, some authority figure that can tell us, you know, in France is you get, uh, you know, it's you graded between zero and 20. 
So if you have 10, it's like, well, you are average. What what does that mean? Well, then I'm not good enough. I haven't made it to, you know, 20 out of 20 or A plus or. So I, I think this perfectionism and this not being good enough, there's also healing about school and taking back your authority of my, your uniqueness and your, nobody has the power to judge, to grade me, to decide whether, whether it's good enough or not. I get to decide that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. So I think, yeah, put it down as a trigger sentence and then, mm-hmm. I would encourage you to find some people who you can go through emotional healing process about maybe school or maybe it's about also the parents that I says comparing siblings. Like we were five children and I know that that dynamic also happened between me and my sisters and, and brother. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Me too. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> we were five and also this brother thing. Thank you, Chloe. Yeah. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Anybody else? Anika, anything's coming up? Mm, yeah, I don't really know how to. It's kind of a vague feeling that I'm just aimlessly wandering and I don't really have a goal or a, or a purpose. You understand what I, you know, everything I do it doesn't amount to anything. I just do it and then, you know, it's. I just start again and start again and start again. And I'm just mm-hmm. kind of standing in place and not moving anywhere. Okay. So, so I don't know if that's a trigger sentence, but you know, this kind of um, uh, kind of that there's no purpose or there's no everything I do is just empty in a way. Mm-hmm. It's what just like to, to pass time. It doesn't go. It's not leading anywhere. What I'm hearing is that there is a big feeling behind what you're saying. So is it, would it, is it anger, sadness, fear, or joy? I would say it's uh, so, sadness. Yeah. And I would, there's a way that you're looking up. And so you're looking at, when you look, people look up like this is often they look in their head. So mm. if, would you just close your eyes for a second? Just close your eyes and then sink down closer to your heart. And you said that the feeling is sadness. So can you say, I feel sad? I feel sad because. Keep your eyes closed so you get to be yeah, in you. <sighs> this is a safe space and this is probably a new territory. Uh, I feel sad. Because uh, I uh, I don't feel that people appreciate what I do. They don't understand why I do what I do. Just keep your eyes closed and just stay with yourself just for a minute, okay? You feel sad because seems like people don't understand why you do what you do. Yes. It seems like there was another sadness about being aimless. Mm 
Can you, can you talk about that? Mm. And, and still stay with the feeling and it might be something else. So it's anger, sadness, fear, or joy. Mm. I feel I feel I feel uh, angry because I always feel like that little girl the the younger sister that is always that is so much younger than her brother Mm -hmm. So she's always that little girl. And she's, she's, she's never growing up. She's always going to be that little girl. Mm. You're feeling angry because... Because I'm... Uh, I'm angry because I'm, I'm stuck... I'm yeah. stuck as a as a girl, as a small girl, always trying to grow up, but mm -hmm. I never seem to grow up. I never seem to become an adult like uh, like my parents or like my brother. Thank you. Do you want to say something else or? Uh, no, no, not right now. Okay. I, think. I feel that's, I've said what I, what I was feeling. Okay, thank you. This is called inner navigation of your emotional body. And I say that because you, to you, but also to everybody in the group of, in modern culture, they, when we're born, modern culture, our parents or the people around us, our environment wants a mind. We want to, they want children that are intelligent and do good in school and have a good job. And they want partly our physical body, that we have a healthy physical body. And that leaves out three of our other bodies, which are our emotional body, which have feelings and emotion and the centers in our heart. Our energetic body, which is our capacity to sense into spaces into what is is there a conflict what is the purpose um is this an ordinary space or is it an extraordinary space is somebody in my space or am i in somebody else's space um where's my center where's my authority all of that is our energetic body and our archetypal body which allows us to travel into archetypal domains um, in archetypal spaces, which are a lot initiation spaces and sacred spaces and intimacy journey in five bodies of the archetypal spaces. Okay. So modern culture school, most of our parents just, they know nothing about this. They know nothing. So we are missing so much of our resource in terms of being a human being and being alive and navigating our life and our relationship and our destiny and you know, why the hell are we here? So learning how to inner navigate anger, sadness, fear, and joy. Is this a feeling or is this an emotion? And is this a pure feeling like pure anger, sadness, fear, and joy, or 
are they mixed? So for example, we've discovered with research that when, when you mix, and you can do it right now, when you mix anger and sadness together, the experience that you get is depression. Because you have a pedal on the accelerator, which is the anger and the action, and the pedal on the brake at the same time, which is the sadness, which is slowing down. But you're pushing on it at the same time and mix. And so it's this. And then the anger usually turns, then is turned towards oneself. And that's the experience of depression. So it is so, um, like, it's crucial and, and the beginning of the path to learn how to navigate. What am I feeling? Anger, sadness, fear, and joy. Is it a feeling or an emotion? A big hint is at the beginning of this path, 95% of what we feel are emotion because so much has not been completed in our childhood and past life because, and that will bring us to the spark today, because initi initiatory processes have been canceled, eliminated out of modern culture 6,000 years ago. So we've been living and being reborn in a culture that does not provide initiatory processes or emotional healing process. So we've been stacking up 6,000 years of emotion and of old decision, which is a long time. So, and it doesn't, it takes a, a few skills, like mostly learning how to feel and to navigate to go through those initiation and emotional healing process. And, and then it's a path. And it's sort of, you do one, you integrate, and you do the next one, and you integrate. And that can become the center of your life, to, to put initiation, growing up, and emotional healing process at the center. And... And maybe then your profession would also to be holding space for other people to go through those initiation and emotional healing process. And this is what we notice with a lot of people who are interested in possibility management that somehow this is actually also their calling or their, what we would call their archetypal lineage, that they are initiators and adult makers and healers and uh, agent of transformation in all different facets. But this is what you're here to do. So while you heal yourself, you also get to learn how to heal others. And, and then it's a journey that it's not, it's not like you get to be healed and then you get to heal others. Like yesterday, I was in a big process, um, emotional healing process about realizing that there's this, still this part of me that's in the patriarchy about if the man is okay, if the man has what he wants, then I can navigate around that and sort of get a little bit about what I want. But mm -hmm. my primary concern is the man has to be okay and then I'm trying to uh, bear with the circumstances mm -hmm. and try to make up a story that I'm okay here too instead of actually saying what I want. And then being in a negotiation on, on eye to eye and uh, like adult men to adult women, that would be a negotiation. That would be a fair negotiation. And I didn't know that I, I made, I was, the, the way that I was doing it was I was making assumption, trying to guess what the men want and then saying what I want around 
what he wants. <laughs> so it seems like, so it's this twisting and bending and it's crazy making. And I, it, and, it, and I had enough pain about it that yesterday was, I could change my mind about it. So, and here I am this morning holding space. <laughs> so it's a, it's a parallel journey. Does anybody want to say anything or before I start reading? Okay. I just want to say, uh, Barbara, sometimes I mute you because um, you exchange with Tom and then for the yeah. recording, uh, uh, so people can hear yeah. what we're saying. Okay. Spark 96. The distinction is for 40,000 years, human beings knew that children do not become adult except through formidable initia initiation processes. We seem to have forgotten. The notes, authentic initiation processes are activation, uh, activation processes for bringing a person into the wisdom of responsibility and consequence. When you are about 15 years old, you are structurally capable of taking responsibility. The child part of you wants to avoid responsibility and keep making messes without facing the consequences. If nothing is done to change this, then the child part of you will remain in control for your entire life and you can only create what a child creates. Authentic adult, adulthood initiation processes are formal, irrevocable procedure through which the, through which the child part of you is per permanently taken out of power. One of necessity, of necessity, true initiation work is incomprehensible, in, incomprehensibly difficult. And without formal initiations into adulthood, the child part of you will continue to run your life. So <clears throat> because initiations have been eliminated about 6,000 years ago, most of human beings running around in the streets are children. They have not taken, taken their child part out of the driving seat of their life. So probably you have not actually taken the child part off the driving seat of your life. So the child, the child part is this, is what I would call a planet. It, it consumes more energy from the village than it creates. And this is what it means to be a child that somebody has to care for you and feed you and provide you with a, a home and some form of um, education or learning process. And so, so that when you are 15, 16, 17, 18, when the structure in you becomes solid enough, the matrix in you becomes solid enough or woven enough tightly so that you can change your, your relationship to uh, the world instead of being a victim or a consumer of the world, you become a source person of the world. 
of your world, of your village, of your family, of your own, your own life. So this is what we're, we're talking about. Initiatory processes is any process after which you can take more responsibility in reality. Okay. So not as a concept and not, it's not about new ideas. So we do, for example, Sparks or there's websites and books because it takes the mind a form of understanding before, you, before the mind uh, gets out of the way so you can do the initiation. But your mind cannot go through the initiation for you. So it doesn't matter how much you understand the spark or a book or uh, a website or it, it's, it doesn't matter how much you understand, it, you will not be able to create different results in your life. And taking more responsibility and initiation is about, can I create different results? The thing with initiation is that you cannot go back. It is like when the butterfly gets out of the cocoon, the butterfly can never go back into the cocoon. So It has to, it's, it's sort of, it has to be a choice where you say, okay, I'm ready to get out of the cocoon and face the consequences of what a butterfly creates. And, and this is the part about the messes is that as an adult being who you, when you have your own authority back and your center and your feelings and you're jacked in into your archetypal lineage and you have a distinction between your being and your box and your gremlin, and a lot more of other skills, you will start creating messes. So you might quit your job in a corporation because working in a corporation is a form of childhood where somebody else takes care of you by giving you work to create, work to do, and then pays you to do this work and you exchange your hours of your life against some dollars or some euros. So this is a child state relationship to um, sourcing when needs to be created in the world because you don't get to choose. Somebody else tells you what to do, which is the same with children. The parent says, okay, now it's time to brush your teeth. Now it's time to have dinner. Now it's time to go to bed. And then there's no discussion about it because the child doesn't have the structure to know what is appropriate right now. And it doesn't mean that the children have to be treated as uh, stupid or not creative or not ha not having insights but there's a space holder and the child cannot hold space that's really what it means oh and I wanted to make a distinction I don't know if that will happen in, in the rest of the spark but there's a distinction between a ritual and an initiation process so a ritual um, for example, a birth of a child or the funeral or um, maybe becoming a mother, which and it's a form of initiation, but those formal rituals of, let's say, for example, a birth, a ritual is a form, it's a celebration. It's a celebration where the village comes together and acknowledge that something is happening. But it doesn't mean that the person who's going through the ritual will change its being and it's the shape of its being so that it takes more responsibility so that the universe answers or is in relationship to that being 
in a different way. So rites of passage or rituals are cele celebratory and they're necessary in a village to have celebration. When the harvest is done, uh, when the winter comes, when the moons go around, whatever your village wants to celebrate. But those are separate from initiation that are truly transformational processes. And you get, you get out of it, and also the spaceholder and the person going through the initiation comes out of it as a different person. Okay, so I want to say if you, if you have any question or anything coming up to mind or, or a comment or anything, just ask me, like raise your hand or just interrupt me or, yeah, I keep reading. Yeah, Gabriel. I had a question about uh, initiation. Does it mean that there is necessary um, someone who is holding the space for initiation? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it needs a space holder to... There's this movie called In, uh, Into the Wild. I don't know if some of you have... So he is looking, he is begging for initiation. That's the whole movie. He's, how can I surrender my child parts, my box, my survival patterns? How can I surrender this so this other thing that is in me has space to come out? And he's looking around and his parents are sleeping in the modern culture world world and his girlfriend just don't get it, doesn't get it. And he's begging. And his only way that he finds is to go travel by himself without money. And, but he doesn't have a space holder. And at the end he dies because there's nobody to guide him about, okay, this is your underworld. This is your bright world. This is an old decision. This is an emotional reaction. Okay. You need to heal this. And another consciousness is needed to complete a communication. So this is where you can be so angry, you know, and be shouting or be crying in your pillow. And that does not mean it's an emotional healing process because there's not another consciousness saying, I heard you, you are sad because I heard you, you are angry because, okay. And this anger is actually needed to make a boundary with your parents. This is, this anger is, you need that anger because for that particular purpose. So it's not a design error that you feel angry towards your dad. It has the particular purpose of making a boundary and taking back your center and cutting the cord so that you can become an adult and finally put your father and your mother behind you and be connected with them as another adult in, in the world and not as their daughter or their son. And so, yeah, you need a space holder for an initiation. Yeah. Yeah. I have a question. Like, I don't, there are not many things that are linear in possibility management. So everything is kind of, you have a decision, you take a next one. So, and, and for me, it's difficult to say you initiate it and then that's it. I mean, like, I mean, there are plenty of processes, but still one, one says like, I've taken my uh, authority back or something. And for me, this doesn't work somehow to say that because it's kind of an end result. Hmm. How is, could, yeah, I think what I would like is to hear 
your story? Yeah. No, I think it's a great it's a great question because in in the way that we interact or what we seem to know about initiation for people who were born in modern culture and who've researched it is is about indigenous initiation. And indigenous initiation is it happens when you're 18 years old or whatever old age and it lasts between three months and a year and then it's done and you're considered an adult man or woman which are mostly actually initiation only for men in indigenous cultures and then that's it and in let's say next culture initiation is the part the path starts the moment you decide to start the path but it never ends so you never you never get to be called or be considered uh, adult in, at a hundred percent because because you have an under an underworld that is endless and so there's always the next emotion that you haven't taken responsibility for or the next level of your gremlin that you have not taken responsibility for and that so it's an it's a continuous journey however i i've held space for people to take back their center i've i've been through that initiation myself to take back my center from my dad and so it's it's not it's not per, like my words let's say do not describe perfectly reality and i think the words that we use in initiation don't describe perfectly reality but so it needs for each initiation process there needs to be an end point so this process, for example, of taking back the center from my dad was a half hour process with standing rage and doing stick work and making the boundaries that needed. Okay, I still have hooks with my dad. I, you know, I don't know them right now, but I'm sure over the years they'll be, oh God, yeah, he used to do that to me and now I'm projecting it, this on somebody and I didn't, God, I didn't know. Okay, let me go through this emotional healing process. But there, there needs to be a moment where the, it's declared, okay, you've cut the cord, you've, you've taken back your center, or at this point, you've taken back as much authority as you can take about your life. And then that's complete, and then you get to the next one. Otherwise, it keeps you having ongoing initiation processes, and there's not a, a wrap-up, and, and we need, we need a wrap-up. Yeah. Does that, does that answer your question, uh, Anna Sarah? While even splitting your attention with Miss Gwendolyn? <laughs> um, yes and no, because I think I'm stuck with some words, like I'm taking my authority back. This does feel like an, an end state. And, and I did cut the umbilical cord to my father and this, this really worked. So I think in some points, Maybe it just needs a start and then the, the everything after is different and some things are sort of an awareness balancing thing and then I have the feeling then the word back doesn't fit for me. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm sort of suspicious so I'm smelling that there's also stories about... Um, you know, if you have the story, well, I haven't taken my authority back, then that's the result you're going to get in your life. So, and then you can still be, a, a you know, in a child state about certain things because you haven't taken your authority back. 
So it's also a way out of saying the process didn't actually work and I can, then I can still here and there be a victim in my life. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Mm -hmm. This is, I want to say, um, I, for me, this is really cool stuff. And I, and I think this is, um, part of the core of the work of possibility management and some people coming into, come into possibility management, uh, doing a lot of feelings work. So there's rage clubs and, um, feelings journeys and the, the beginning of the work is a lot about inner navigating and then people have an assumption that possibility management is feelings work so the thing is we start with feelings work because if you cannot feel you cannot go through a liquid state and if you cannot go through a liquid state you cannot go for an initiation because going for initiate an initiation will change who you are and You'll have to be sad about what you did in the past and afraid about what the future will come and angry about um, whatever you need to change right now. And also glad, like feeling glad about um, going through this initiation and becoming a new person. And if you cannot feel those feelings, then it's a fake initiation. Then it's, it's a pseudo initiation or it's, an, it's a mind initiation, which doesn't actually change who you are. So this is why we start there. But our, the context or the core or like the foundation of where we want to go is possibility management is, is about, it is thoughtware. It, those are the memes for creating next culture, which is centered on initiation and evolution and transformation as on, you know, contrary to modern culture, where you start looking at what modern culture has put at the center of the culture. And it's, mostly money and profit and competition and scarcity. That's what that is at the center of that culture. So we, the different means and thoughtware and sparks and distinction are about empowering each individual to take back their authority at in all facets and different levels out of modern culture where we've been raised and our parents have been raised and our grandparents have been raised and for 6,000 years on to extricate ourselves from that and being able to say, I decide, I decide um, what is at the center of my culture. I decide what kind of initiations are necessary for every child in my village to go through so that they can source, they can be a source of my village when I pass on and they will create a regenerative culture that is, um, that is in connection with Gaia and nature. And, you know, so okay, what, do, what do each individual need so that they can create that? And this is the research of possibility management. And it's an endless research because there's so many domains that we haven't looked into yet because we're still really much in baby stages of um, living in a village again and, and creating our own culture and um, being in a path of transformation or being fully, fully alive human beings. All of that, we're really babies. So we are, there's a lot of domains that we haven't had the chance to explore because, for example, for example, there's no 
village yet that are contexted in the footwear of possibility management. So that hasn't happened yet. And moving together in a physical place would bring a lot of new questions that don't exist when we all living in different parts of the world. So, yeah, I just wanted to put that in the context. Okay, I'm keep, I'll read the next paragraph. Without realizing, without realizing it, you assume that becoming an adult happens automatically when you turn 18 or 21 years old. It does not happen. Your mistake comes from a lack of understanding about what an adult is. Being adult includes a changed relationship to responsibility. No longer responsibility is a burden to be avoided as in the childish universe, which is after which the adult's life, wait, oh, no longer is, sorry, no longer is responsibility a burden to be avoided as in the childish, childish perspective. Adult responsibility is a new agreement between an individual and the universe, after which the adult's life is about serving something greater than themselves. So somehow I, I think that every one of you who've been here, you've had an experience at some point in your life that you were serving something greater. Am I, does that make any sense? Mm -hmm. Okay. The thing is probably you've stumbled there by accident. And that so that you don't really know how to go back there consciously, like moment to moment, breath after breath in each moment of your life. So, so that's sort of a test, like that sort of taster, like you get a taste about what, what your life can feel like the experience and the ecstasy and the aliveness and the grandiosity of a life when serving something greater. And then an emotion comes in, a trigger phrase comes in, um, uh, anyway, then there's this, our box gets tightened again, and then we're back in survival, and it's about me. How can I survive? What I need, I need space, I need whatever. And this is the box taking over. And so you can make the steps, and this is what initiation are about, so that this box can relax, and you get to distinguish between you and your box, and any time you want, you can navigate back to that space where you serve something greater than yourself to a certain point where you will be more in that space than in the tightness of the box. And then when the tightness comes, you're just like, okay, that's an emotion. I need a process. You pick two people, you go through the process, and then you're back on the serving something greater. And that's what, and then life just looks like that. Okay, where am I? Okay, an adult takes responsibility for attention, center, presence, purpose, outcome, space, time, energy, money, feelings, I would also add emotions, thoughts, possibility, consequences, the box, the greater community, which I would call your game world or your village, and taking responsibility for responsibility. So responsibility for responsibility, which means I'm, I'm adding that in, which means is when you are an adult in those domain, you become to be the source of 
attention and energy and space and money and feelings. You are the source. You're not waiting for the circumstances or other people or whatever for those things to be present because then you are, you are a victim or you are, you are, you are a victim of the circumstances of other people providing you those mm -hmm. resources. And as an adult, you create the resources that you need for your life and your destiny, which also includes taking responsibility for the level of responsibility taken, which this is a higher, the adult level responsibility is fair. So you source what you need and then you can take, if you, it's a decision, you can say, I'm going to take radical responsibility. I'm going to place my point of origin and myself into radical responsibility, which means that you are at source for everything. For every space, for every piece of plastic in the ocean, for every um, child that gets killed or saved or every trees that get cut or that get planted, you are at source. And this is a, a deep change of relationship with the universe where there's no way out of it's, it's on other people. There's no way out of that. And, and it's painful. I, I, it's not all ecstatic and, and, and bubbly pink and I don't know. It's, mm -hmm. I think it, it makes life more, more painful. There's more anger and more sadness and more fear and more joy. And we are designed. I think we're really designed to experience those feelings and emotion and, and ecstasy um, at the highest intensity. So you do, not, you do not know what most of this means because Western society, modern culture, is not founded in adulthood. This is so obvious when you see who are pretending to be the leaders of this world. Not knowing about something does not protect you from that thing seriously influencing your life. Think of the Roman Empire crumbling because of lead water pipe. Think of Mary Curry dying of radiation poisoning. The necessity for initiation work may have faded from modern culture due to the confusion between the purpose of an ancient rite of passage and the kind of initiation needed today. The difference can now be explained. An ancient rite of passage produced adults who are hermetically sealed into the tradition of their culture. This means when you're born, your point of origin and your, um, your point of origin and your assemblage point, let's say your point of origin is put in, is, is in your mother. So this is where the, the, the rules or the way things go or the food and the resources, they come mostly from the mother. So our point of origin is there. And when we go through initiation, in traditional initiation, they take the point of origin from the mother or from the family and put it into the tradition. Then you know how, when to plant um, the seed like when, and when to harvest and how to build a house and how to get married and when to have children and how to have children and uh, what is the education of children and what are the relationship between one family and another. And then, is it hierarchical or 
it, the whole tradition tells you how life goes. And this has been working. Let me, anyway, I'll say it and then probably I think the spark also says it, but this has been working when cultures have been noble, meaning uh, that they have a purpose of regeneration or sustainability or uh, continuation also with Gaia or, or nature. And so it's been noble and that the, in, the environmental condition have been uh, stable so that people can live over and over again in the same place with their noble culture and this works. The problem right now is that modern culture, for example, is neither noble because it's not sustainable nor regenerative and the environmental circumstances are changing so fast that we don't actually know what's going to happen. So none of those, cult none of those conditions are viable for um, traditional initiation, meaning putting a point of origin into modern culture. So what next culture initiation does, it, it takes your point of origin from your mother and put it in yourself. And that is called radical responsibility, where you are at source for the culture you want to live in. And there's no tradition that tells you this is how it goes. Every sort of every generation, but also every person can decide to evolve a part of the culture because that part is not sustainable anymore because maybe it was, it was working 10 years ago, but we've learned things and the climate has changed and there's new people in the community and all this stuff so that the culture has to keep evolving as fast as the people are evolving into the community. So, okay, by sensing themselves, so, an ancient rite of passage produces adults who are hermit, hermetically sealed into the tradition of their culture. By sensing themselves as their culture, they think and behave so as to duplicate procedures long proven to assure the survival of the tribe. That's what I was talking about, uh, planting in the house and whatever. But modern culture is different from ancient culture. Producing adults welded, welded into the culture as it was is not sustainable for us because modern culture is rapidly evolving. Modern initiation work, I would call actually next culture initiation work, produces adults connected to principles, right, principles and archetypes that are greater than the culture. Okay, those are forces that would, um, mm -hmm. right, principles and, archety and archetypes are forces of nature, forces of the universe that were here before the universe existed and they'll be here way after we are gone and way after the universe is gone. So they are not bound to any culture because they have action in, in all the different cultures. So by sensing themselves as consciousness in action, next culture adult can create ever new ways of being and doing things that will continue to evolve the culture. The difference in rites of passage is significant. It means that using an ancient rites of passage components will not necessarily produce men and women able to function in a, in a next culture. Next culture components are necessary. I'm changing somehow the words 
because um, when Clinton wrote this, he wrote it as modern culture, which is confusing because modern culture is uh, the ordinary culture and we're talking about next culture. Okay. Anything about, about this? This is, yeah, Barbara. It seems to make sense. It seems to make sense for me. Um, uh, but it's not easy. <laughs> yeah. It's not easy at all. <laughs> yeah, thank you. I mean, um, I, w I want to sort of maybe warn you, or maybe warn you, I don't know, say something about a lot has uh, some 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 books has been written about initiation and archetype and 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 when they they we read them they i mean my experience is that they make a lot of sense and then there's the part of the practical about how does this really happen and what does it really look like and what are the steps and what is the system of initiation which i think would be different from from somebody initiating themselves from modern culture to next culture and and what are the what are the different bridges to create from modern culture to next culture mm -hmm. and then what happens when some children will start being born in next culture community and what kind of initiation they will have to do and then probably those will be different because they would have been prepared their whole life so that at 15 years old they're ready to go for initiation and they come out of there and are adult enough to start sourcing the village so, so this is why um, the invitation is create a possibility team where you, you have the whole possibility team is about that question. How, what initiation needs to happen next for me, for this group, for you, so that you become more adult at this level. You can take more responsibility right there, like the next step. This is sort of we are painting this huge picture and it's like god it makes so much sense and it's amazing and but then but we can't be there yet we mm -hmm. have the only step we can take is the, the one that's in front of us yeah. and that's what's so useful about uh, teams and also the training so they expand the box in the labs because the labs is designed the expand the box is this core training where you get to have uh, the foundation of the distinction of of the work of possibility management. And then the labs is really about what is your next initiation? What is your next he emotional healing process? What is the next thing you need to practice right now so that uh, you can be more adult and, and have more space for those bright principles and archetypal lineage to come through in your life? So, yeah. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Okay. I mean, I want to say one thing that I thought might have been uh, mentioned here, but it's not. And how many people here had sense that when you were 16, 17, 18, up to like 22 years old, there was, you, you thought that something would happen and, and nothing happened. How many people thought something big would finally happen when you went to university, when you, yeah. So this sense is this deep 
uh, I, I think archetypal sense of needing initiation, initiation and initiatory processes. And, and I, I think I relate to people who are 18 years old and going on, on strikes and going on, um, or even world travel or what, what I hear behind that is this longing for initiation. And they're trying to fight something because the cocoon, you need to fight against it. So, and they're looking for what to fight against. The problem is they're trying to fight a whole culture that has no idea about initiation when actually the, the thing that you fight against is your own, or what, what you're supposed to fight against is your own survival strategy. And to say, I'm getting out of here. And, and it takes, I don't know if you've ever seen a butterfly or get out of their cocoon or even uh, an, um, a chick trying to get out of the eggshell. And, and, it's, and it's hard and it's fighting. And it, you know, if as human being, we'd be sweating and screaming and, and shouting. And, and that's, that's really what happens in most, most initiations in, in labs. And it's a safe, contained space for that thing to happen. And then you come back on the other side and you don't need to go and fight the police or fight the modern culture or fight your husband or fight your children or fight your boss or whoever you think you need to fight against. Yeah. Okay, there's one more paragraph. Okay, here we go. Modern initiation work deals directly with your box. The box defend you through childhood, but by 15 years old, by 15 years of age, which I would say for people who actually are in school, it's later than that because they've got, they had no preparation. So 15 years of age would be if the child had been truly into a next culture village and been prepared. And then at 15, they're ready. Um, but if they've been to school, we've, I've done work with people who were young people who've been to Waldorf school. So even not really uh, public school. Or, and even at 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, they, there's just not enough matrix for them to go for initiation. So um, anyway, I'm saying that. So some of you that might, you know, you might be trainers or you might be initiators and just to have those distinction in mind. But by 15 years of age, the thing that once protected you has now become your prison. Like a mature butterfly still crammed in its chrysalis, it becomes appropriate to expand the box. Modern initiation work, next culture, I'd call it next culture, sorry, initiation work involves carefully timed shock of pressure and vacuum plus exposure to a wide range of different influences. This is all the work of the trainer and the initi initiator. The initiation ignite internal archetype structure, archetypal structure that are mature but dormant until awaken and stabilize one at a time. Initiation work includes clarification about bright principles and shadow principles. We, we are different part of us serve both of them. So initiation work is not about um, becoming enlightened because that's an idea that you can kill shadow principles, which is not, they are archetypal, they are, they are there. So um, initiation works include clarification about bright and shadow principles, 
forces of nature that shape your destiny and your hidden purpose. And modern initiation or next culture initiation teaches about matter of importance to the five body, physical, intellectual, emotional, energetic, and archetypal, including relationship, communication, healing, intimacy, harmony with nature, and the ability to safe, safely journey in all three worlds, which is the upper world, the middle world, and underworld that are present at any time of your life. And if you don't choose consciously in which word, which world you navigate, then um, by default, it would be the middle world and the underworld taking over because that's what you were used to. That's what the box is used to. Somehow, I just want to give everybody, including myself, just a minute to just be with that and just notice, yeah, if you have, if, like, what comes up for you. And so it doesn't necessarily have to be a question. It can just be a comment or you might not even know what you really want to say, but something wants to be said and... Or just take a minute to check that in. Does anybody have, yeah, something coming up? Yeah, I, I have. Um, so I just, like, I start this new job and as a teacher, and I'm aware that this is, it is middle world. So I feel fear that I'm just failing in this because I know, I know that for my initiation, it's the next door, but I know that in the bigger picture, it's not what it's needed. So, yeah, this, and this gives me very like stuck and I'm sad because I feel I'm not fast enough or for what the children really need, which is unschooling. And so I'm very constricted in this and I still have this belief that I can even change something in, in the system, but I think it's may, maybe it's, yeah, I'm fooling myself and makes me very scared and sad. Because I feel a lot of pressure also being part of possibility management and knowing that something else needs to happen. And at the same time, being, yeah, in this 
current system too. So, yeah. Thank you. I, because this is a space of possibility, I, I have one possibility that comes to mind. And have you seen the movie called Freedom Riders? No. Hilary Swank. And it's a it's a English movie, an American movie, um, but she's she's in school and she and she creates something different. So you might that might be an inspiration for something else to create something else. Yeah, freedom writers. Yeah, I hope I can do that too <laughs> to create something else. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. I think it's based on a true story. Yeah. Callista, how are you doing? We can't see you so well. Hello. <laughs> it's very dark here. Um, oh, I appreciate the fact that you've talked about that um, uh, this is a process an ever and never ending process that it's a journey uh, because I have a tendency to think well if I just learn this and if I learn that then I'll get it and then I'll have it <laughs> but it is a process <laughs> and the other um, question I have was intrigued by the shadow principles is there a link to study shadow principles uh i know there's a website i don't know how much there is on it okay let me check i'll send it to you anyway so you can keep it yeah there's not much on it and i would say any work with gremlin would also be a shadow world work and because your gremlin is the king or queen of the underworld and reigns over uh, the shadow purposes that you serve. Thank you. Thanks. Um, for me, yeah, it was great to hear about the need to do the feelings work so that there's space or that uh, so that and <laughs> have to look at my notes now but that that's an essential piece to get through so then you can take on the i can take on the changing of the thinking i guess the you know the really integrating because i I've done a lot of work over the years and I've done a lot of feelings work and um, now I'm, well, I have a close friend who's very involved now in as a possibility manager and it's been very inspiring to me, but I've, I've kind of like, I've kind of held back and the recently the the pain of seeing the 
the ways my box takes over and the ways my my gremlin and this the the low drama that i engage in is it's just like enough already you know like i gotta get i'm yeah i haven't done a lot of feelings work in a, in a while i've been kind of thinking that was kind of mostly taken care of <laughs> and uh it's i could tell you my whole story and all the reasons for all the messed up things that i do but it's not it's not worked through yet but i do get confused about how to yeah uh, yeah no i mean i was gonna say about how to how to progress with all the work i've done how do i finally get to that place but i understand it's not like that can i have had like a moment of like a three weeks of feeling so in my center this was after my expand the box mm. training that people were i live in a community of people people were asking me to facilitate people were it was a whole different experience of of being with the same people i've been with for 20 years and uh and then i lost it you know i got triggered or i you know and i'm back in my box and i'm pissed off about it so I, that's good i mean because i have the energy i'm ready you know i want to do the work i want to i'm scared also of making the the changes and what will it mean and what will it mean with my intimate relationship and what will it mean with my um being in community because there's some problems here that i i'm not sure i this is my village honestly mm. after all this time though you know i've laid a lot of roots so it's the ripping sound is scary to me Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, those are those are big things. And and yeah, those are big there are big things and I and initiations are big things and so it's and I I want to say I don't I I've thrown myself into I was a lawyer before and I thrown myself into possibility management so I haven't experienced directly a lot of other work but I, I have had experienced people who've done other work for example the work of Osho and um, also God, there was a another work I forgot that was American in the 70s which reevaluation counseling no it was something else no. oh something else and and who included some uh, feelings work i i think the distinction that those works were missing were the distinction between feelings and emotion mm -hmm. and that 
feeling is come out in the present and now for handling things and emotions are from the past or someone else or from your gremlin and they're for healing things. And, and so there's still this relationship of, I thought I handled the feelings part. And that means there's a relationship of feelings are wrong or bad. I have to be handled, which it's, you know, our, the relationship that we, we offer is, Feelings are neutral source of information and energy, and you need them every breath of your life. So they can never be handled because every time you breathe, a different feeling comes and also probably a different emotion. So the emotions are for healing. So this is, can, you can have a, a page at the back of your book, you know, you have the trigger sentence and then you have another page, emotional healing process. So whenever you feel triggered, and that is such a, it's a hint, so it's like, okay, I'm having an emotion and it has nothing to do with the person across and it has nothing to do with actually what's going on in this community. And after you go through that, you will never have that emotion again. And instead you can feel the feelings that I think are hidden below the emotion. Yes. And have access to that. And, and, you know, so I don't know how, what your context of your community is, but you could bring that distinction in your community and say there's a difference between feelings and emotion and most of what we call conflict, actually emotional reaction, people projecting a lot, mom and dad and teachers onto each other and therefore cannot be with each other. They are seeing their mom and their dad constantly. And this is one of the reasons I travel into community and offer, uh, I'm a game old alchemist, so I offer community upgrade, thoughtware upgrade for community. And the first thing we face is projection. And okay, and we go through that. And then there's something else is possible. And it works really. There's this community in, in New Zealand where actually uh, Barbara, Barbara's son lives called uh, Tui Community. And they've included a, a procedure after we've been there that's called the purple card which means when you are having a meeting or even with two or three people and you sense that th somebody is having an emotional reaction that is actually not coming out of the present, mm. everybody carries a purple card and you put the purple card up. And if there's like three or four people who have a purple card, probably they're right. Probably the feedback is, yes, you are having an emotional healing, uh, an emotional reaction. Would you choose two people, go into the next room, go through the emotional healing process, make the boundary, change the decision, um, change your mind about a strategy, uh, uh, make it, you know, put your gremlin on the leash, whatever the emotional healing process is, and then you can come back in the conversation and be with the community again. And, and they've been using it, and I think it's been working fantastic, and I'm including it now in the, in the trainer path gathering which is a game world part of possibility management for the next generation of trainer so we're including that in so this that's awesome yeah i think there's a lot of ways to play in a community um to grow up in you know when i say play it's high level fun or or transformational play uh to for you to do your work and to also don't have to be decided already okay this is not my village so there's offers to make, I think, before that decision comes to pass. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Cool. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, Gabriel. Yeah, I was thinking while you were speaking uh, about um, um, 
there's a need for a space holder when there's an, an initiation. What comes to me is uh, there is also a need for a community. I mean, a community of practice or of practitioners. And uh, like, yeah, it's kind of uh, difficult also in the kind of modern society because uh, space holders are, are not really uh, identified or uh, how can I say that? And uh, the idea of community is rejected. So this kind, there is kind of community of practitioners in uh, for the psychoanalysis, for example, or for the people leading uh, mediations and different kind of, uh, how to say, uh, psychologic dynamics, uh, let's say. But the whole idea of community is kind of rejected. And there's also a difficulty to, to, to reach the initi initiatory processes because uh, maybe we don't have the references for so what I get from what you said and what everybody shared is uh, uh, the need the quest of uh, having new references uh, in our lives like we can step on and I yeah, thank you. I mean, what I what what uh, happens in me when you say that is um, mm -hmm. when you say there is a rejection of community and, and that's a generalization. And it's like, OK, who who is it? And and and, and we are edge workers here. And actually, we are almost edge workers of edge workers as a, a lot of edge workers don't even go into that domain of initiation and uh, radical responsibility context. So we are at the edge of the evolution of consciousness. And so this is it. This is you. This is each and every one of us that we have to build the community for people to come back in after they've been into an initiation so that they can integrate that initiation into a community. I agree. I think a lot of so people have gone to expand the box and possibility labs and this journey between this, the start of the initiation process and before they can say, I'm going to quit my job and I'm going to go traveling. I'm going to uh, start a team. I'm going to, that period is really painful because they are different, but the whole, their, their village around them is not, and is not um, welcoming the new practices let's say and and so it's it is it is hard it is like that's what it's like to be an edge worker you get to be first and you get it's not really being alone but you get to be different or something like that and and i and, and then it's like i feel glad that there's a team here then i then I, this is my village and i know it's online and it's only two hours on saturday morning but I also have a trainer path calls and I have a possibility team. And I, and so I, I make those villages in my life where I can. So it's not really a, the, the old definition of we all live together. Um, but I, I make, I make do, I create possibilities where I'm missing them. And, but so I, I agree with you about, about this village and it's like, let's build them. <laughs> Somebody has to start. Let's build them. Yeah. Yeah.
you want to say something else? Is there a possibility like uh, when, because when I was young, like uh, 20 years old, I, I, I faced this kind of uh, feeling of loneliness and uh, seeking for new ways of being. And uh, I kind of felt uh, in uh, a confusion between uh, archetype, um, um, I mean, archetype, archetypes force and uh, memes, uh, memes. Like, I, I felt like I somehow I need to uh, sacrifice myself in order to, to, um, to bring more change, like in my family, like uh, with uh, uh, the people I was uh, st studying with. So, yeah, I felt this was the kind of uh, confusion between, uh, between memes and uh, archetypes. Okay. So. Could, could you say it again? Confusion is a racket. It's um, for anger. So when you say I'm confused, it's a way of not saying that you're actually angry. So could mm -hmm. you say it again by saying I felt angry or I still feel angry because or about? I still feel angry because I felt I... Uh, um, I fell in the, in the trap of uh, uh, sacrificing myself for others. Yeah. Yes. I, so I, I somehow, I, I promise, I said I would try to do like an hour of experiment, but this conversation is interesting to me. So I'm changing my commitment. <laughs> <laughs> and so when, when a, boy is born in modern culture and a boy is born in modern culture it has a he has a choice either he chooses to subdue himself to the patriarchy and become a patriarch or he chooses to die there's no other choice and there are, there, there are children who after, you know, a few weeks, a few months, just die of, in French, it's called mort subite. But it's like, um, uh, like uh, death, like spontaneous death of children. I don't know how you call this in English. You know what I'm talking about. Like some children die and, and we don't know why they die. Um, and so it, it seems like that could be a reason that they decide, actually, I, I cannot, I cannot bear to live in a patriarchy. I cannot bear to be a patriarch. Therefore, I'm going to die and start over and try to be born in a female body, for example. And then when the boy is born and, and decides to live in the patriarchy and is raised by a mother that is probably still in the patriarchy, the mother has two choices also. The mother can try to turn the boy into a nice boy and try to make him try to make him like a nice person so that she doesn't have to hate him or she already hates all the men and just hates her boy because there's so much revenge and and un, you know unmixed emotion and the women living in a patriarchy are are slave and and they, they don't have any other choice to really hate their master and, and all the rape that's been happening and all the, 
anyway, so this is what a mother's choice who is, you know, in the patriarchy has a choice. So what, what do you think happened to you, Gabriel? Actually, it's really, really interesting because I've done a lot of work about, about that. And yeah, I feel this uh, sacrifice story is, um, is uh, about experiencing death, uh, experiencing the, the feeling of death and the feeling of, uh, of this story about my mother, because I really feel it, it's, it's linked to, to my mother. And, uh, the way she tried to, to 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 have freedom. Yeah. Yeah. So I think this story about sacrificing, as you say, it's it is a survival uh, story. So it's not really you. It is a mechanical machine that, if you keep doing it, you think you can survive because you've survived until now, doing that for others, and it's like others are. And it's a part of the good boy, good boy box, which um, I don't know. I'm not a, I'm not a man. And I, I can only speak from my experience having done this work for a little while and, and being around men. But it, it is tough. It is really hard for men to say, okay, what is my other option than being a nice boy? I don't want to be an asshole patriarch. I don't want to be an asshole patriarch. And my only option that I can see right now is to be a nice boy, but it comes with all those survival techniques that are killing you, that are not really you. And, and there's not many men out there, as you, know, you said about, that you can map onto. You know, what does it look like to be an adult man? There's not so many out there. And I think as women, we have more role models. We have more role models and people to map onto. And so, you know, my, my proposal would be, you could try to find those men, trying to, trying to look for them and trying to talk to them and say, okay, how, you know, you can sort of to live around them and see how they are. And then you can see, okay, maybe, maybe he's not really an adult. Maybe he's pretending to be a guru or a teacher and actually that's nothing to do with being an adult man. But I, I can, from my own experience, I've experienced some adultness in men in possibility management in the trainers. So Clinton Callahan and um, Mikhail Portner and uh, Georg Pollitt and Mikhail Hallinger. So there's not so many of, of them. There's four or five that I could name and, and say really just have a call with them. Have a call with them. I think they would talk to you and yeah. Mm. Nice. Thank you. Cool. Okay. I want to read the experiment. And as it say in the beginning, this will be a long-term experiment spanning at least two years of your life. But more likely, it could, be, it could start now and never end. The experience is this. Start on your own initiatory journey. Okay, each, each person's initiatory journey is unique. There can be no guaranteed st standard design for an init initiatory journey that is also authentic. So if it's authentic, it is not, authenticity is not stand, 
standardizable. The path of initiation must be unique so as to ignite each person unquenchable inspiration for providing their own unique contribution, contribution to humanity, the archetypal lineage and bright principle. Your journey is hindered because you've even be, be, oh, your journey is hindered before you even begin because Western culture is childish, meaning it's centered on child level responsibility and has no intention of ever growing up. Children are accustomed to making messes and not having to clean them up, which, you know, we can think of, uh, they're going to, you know, eat food and throw food all over the place and then don't have to clean that up. We, that's what image I come, comes to mind when I think about making messes. But for example, um, um, paying taxes to any government that has an army that army goes into other countries and kill other people, you are responsible for that mess. And you, if you don't take responsibility for cleaning that up, every time you pay taxes, you participated in making a mess. Or, or paying taxes and the government is subsidizing, uh, for example, in Spain, that people plant uh, olive trees or any trees like monoculture, so the government of Spain is subsidizing monoculture, which is insane in terms of the e ecology and the ecosystem of Spain that is now becoming a desert. So every time you pay taxes to Europe or the Spanish government, the Spanish do that, they're participating in this mess of killing the ecosystem in Spain and without taking responsibility of cleaning up that mess. So there are big, big messes. Western civilization is a culture of children because we make messes. For example, nuclear waste, depleted natural resources, the national debt, greenhouse gases, children on Ritalin, which I'm guessing is a like numbing pill, plastic packaging material, and so on. So at a, at a smaller level, messes are uh, blaming, blaming somebody or complaining about something and not taking responsibility for it. So this, I met, met somebody on the street and they had this t-shirt saying, hate it, question mark, fix it, exclamation, you know, exclamation point. And I was like, okay, that's it. If you, if you complain about it and not trying to do anything about it, you're, you're making a mess, you're participating in the mess without cleaning it up. So modern cult, uh, Western civilization is a culture of children because we make messes and think that somebody else will clean them up. Since Western culture does not contain true knowledge about trans, transforming childhood into adulthood, it will be necessary for you to build a foundation of understanding, which is also why we're doing this spark, within yourself by studying researchers at the edge of the culture. So I'm going to, there's a, a list of book I'm going to, copy paste in the chat for starters try reading here we go from magic child to magic teen by joseph Chil chilton pierce original wisdom by robert wolf this is an amazing book about um somehow more uh, shaman initiation but also about cultural relativity and how how one can really live in with nature uh, it's about the indigenous people in uh, Malaysia. So it's not the Malaysian people, it's indigenous people 
that were there before the Malaysian people. Of Water and the Spirit by Maliduma Patrice Somme. How many people have read Of Water and Spirit? Beautiful, you read it, yeah. Beautiful book that gives you a glimpse about what initiation could really be. Radiant Draw Brilliant Love with Clinton. You can also join the study group on Monday evening. We are reading the Radiant Draw Brilliant Love and discussing it and, and going through the processes of it. So if you want to join that group, I can send you the Zoom link. You just talk to me. And In Search of the Miraculous by Peter D. Uspensky, which is about the work of Gurdjieff. Uh, I don't know his first name. Gurdjieff, who was an Armenian magician and he was an agent of transformation and an edge worker and was researching about how to be awake how to be awake in your life in each moment and it's um it's really dense book so it takes it's i don't know five or eight hundred pages and and it has really new thoughtware and so take your time if you start reading that one just take your time by of digesting it and there's another one Autobiography of a Yogi by Paramahansa Yoganda. God, that's, I'm probably butchering the name. I haven't read that one, so I couldn't tell you what it is about. But I would add one to the list, a book, um, actually two, but from Martin Prechtel uh, and Gabriel, that might be really interesting for you. Uh, Martin Prechtel, one is called Long Life, Honey in the Heart. This is about initiation as a man into the village and secret of the talking jaguar. And this is about uh, his initiation as a shaman. And so there are two different books, but they're happening at the same time. And after reading the two books, you just wonder about what, what this guy's life was really like, because it's so full and so rich of uh, processes and discovery and um, being himself being thrown in a nothingness of rising to the occasion that the village or the universe offers them in terms of holding space for initiation and holding space for healings that he doesn't know how to do. And it's, it's, he, he's, um, he was born in America in New Mexico, but he moved in with the Mayan people who have now been um, thrown out of this village called Santiago, I think, which is in Guatemala. And, and really living in, in the ancient culture of, of the Mayan and, 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 and them having to go through this evolution of modernization, knocking on their door and saying, how is our village going to evolve with that pressure coming? And I want to give you another um, schooling the world. How many people have seen this movie schooling the world from Elena, Elena Norbig Hodge. And that's a movie. It's an hour movie. You can find it on YouTube for free. And that's a fantastic uh, movie to watch in a team. You can watch in a team. It's an hour. And then you get an hour of what, how, what happened what happened for every person when they watched that movie. And, and it's, it shows how modern culture, Western civilization 
the technology that they have to destroy initiatory process in a culture that does have initiatory process, which this is happening in Ladakh in the north of north west of India. And the way to do this is to take the teenage boys, because modern culture is centered around teenage boys. It's about it's all about teenager and boys. And in the fast cars and the and the glasses and the money and the uh, the jets and whatever. And so when that arrives in a village, the teenage boys who have not been initiated are attracted to that. And when the teenage boys are taken out of the village, the whole system of the village crumbles. And people then they have to put every all their kids into school, and the woman stays. And when the whole village we're doing the work together for like harvesting or keeping up the, the houses or now the women have to do all the work by themselves. And, and then is, this is how you kill a whole culture. So it's really, it's extremely sad and it makes, it made me really angry, but it's so much clarity about what happens and how to kill an indigenous culture. So we also have to face, I think, or, Anyway, part of the initiation is also to face into reality, into what is what is happening. Okay, uh, there's a couple more paragraphs for the uh, experiment. Because initiation involves upgrading ways that you think, feel, act, and are, it is deceptive to think that you can design and manage initiation for yourself by yourself. This would be like trying to midwife you on birth. The suggestion is to undertake initiation with a guide. If you are not guided by someone familiar with where you are, trying to, where you are trying to go, then your perspectives come from a place where you are living, leaving. So your perspective, your distinction are from the place that you're trying to leave. This is like driving a car by looking into the rear view mirror. A guide is someone more experienced and further advanced in their own initiation or in that particular initiation, okay, then you are. So the moment you've been for initiation, you become, you have the matrix to also hold space for other people to go through that initiation. And that's a fantastic discovery. So a guide is someone more experienced and further advanced in their own initiation than you are and who is responsible and clear enough to serve as a guide. So you also need to be sure about their purpose, about that they do want you to transform and they, they do not decide really of your transformation. Their bright principles and archetypal lineage create a space that uh, when you have cracked your box, basically, those bright principles come and they shape you. The bright principles and archetypal lineage shape you. So it's not really the guide or the initiators that does this. Since authentic initiation is not by, sponsored by Western culture, your guide will need to be someone with access to a greater context than Western culture. This does not mean that you should commit to the first tantric, Shaolin, Kabbalistic, American, Indian, Tibetan, Buddhist, psychic, Sufi, shaman, Kundalini, priest healer from Africa who comes along. Okay, um, there's a great part in the Radiant Jorbalant Love Book in the beginning where it's about finding a teacher and the warning about what, who, who your teacher is and to not try to find the first person because 
uh, ECHO, the Earth Coincidence Control Office, is at work in your life the moment you start looking for an initiator and they will, they will put in your path the initiator that you need. The reason I can encourage you to begin your, your own initiatory journey now, even if you have not found a guide yet, as has to do with the law of precession. This law says that as soon as you start making authentic effort, the universe provides sideways coincidence to make your effort more productive, including providing an appropriate guide when you are ready. You are trying to say it with echo. The universe supports you because this is a responsible universe and it, and it seemed to want responsible adults and men to interact with. So it will support you in your journey of initiating yourself. And it will support you also with um, money and time and the resources that you need. So a lot of people have not registered for example expand the box or lab because they say i don't have enough money and we say okay registered and then we'll see what happens and 90 percent of them make up the money in the time between the moment they register and the moment they come to the expand the box or lab because the universe is supporting them in that endeavor so this is magic this is you know part of the universe that school has never taught us or said that it would work like that that commitment changes who you are and changes how the universe interacts with you and god i don't know why not live like that <sighs> why not i would want to make an offer for an experiment right now and and it doesn't matter if you have considered that you've started your path of initiation or not, but if you want, you could stand up and, 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 and renew or make for the first time this commitment of, I'm starting my own unique initiatory journey as a declaration to the universe that you are doing so. And I want to say that this is not mandatory and in that it will, it, will, it will have consequences in your life. So do it if you are ready to clean up the messes that this commitment will make. So who would like to do that? Callista. And then Leslie. And would you stand up? Yeah. And I, I would do this formally for you, to say, I, can Calista, and you say your whole name, uh, com commit or start my, my how do you say that? Start my, my initiatory journey right now. Okay. And we would need you to turn on your microphone. Yeah. Okay. So make sure that you have your center and grounding cord and bubble. Yeah. What is the color of your grounding cord? Mm, green. Okay, thank you. And and to do this, so open your eyes and look look in someone someone's eyes. Okay. Um, let's see. You don't have to say who. You just. Okay. 
I make the commitment right now to be responsible adult. I will start this process now. I want to thank you, Calista. I want to give you a little coaching, okay? okay? It would be useful to use those words of initiatory journey. Okay. So you say, I, I commit, I make the commitment. It's even more powerful to say, I commit instead of I make the commitment. I commit to start my initiatory journey to be a responsible woman or a responsible adult woman right now. Okay, okay go. I commit. Hmm. I commit to be a responsible adult woman right now. I will repeat the coaching, okay? And you tell me, and it's like, you, this would be sort of the second door that I open. Yeah. The coaching is to say the words, to start your initiatory journey right now to be and then the initiatory journey you can add if you want to be a responsible adult woman i commit to start my own initiatory journey to be an adult responsible woman i commit my journey to start my initiatory journey to be a responsible adult woman. Thank you. Thank you. I would just wait a second there. Okay. Just, I would yes. like the whole team, the whole village right now to say thank you out loud. So if you can turn on your microphone and appreciate the commitment. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Leslie. <clears throat> so Leslie, make sure that you, you know what I mean by center, ground, and code, and bubble? Yes. Okay, so please find your center. You had this little smile on your face which is your gremlin smile. Mm. So your gremlin is really scared now because that would mean a big change for him or her. So, but, and it's like, sit, you know, your gremlin is not in charge. You are in charge. Go ahead. I commit to my to this initiatory journey toward becoming, uh, toward taking on radical responsibility for my life. I would like you to say it again as it was hesitant in the beginning. So the sentence would be, I, I commit or I start, I start my initiatory journey 
right now. And if you want to add something. Good. I commit to starting my initiatory journey right now. <clears throat> I just want to say, I, just, yeah, yeah, this, this is not really only for you, it's for everybody. Yes. It sounds, you know, it could sound easy from the outside, but this is an archetypal commitment. And so it is, it is supposed to be not easy. So you're doing great, Leslie. So keep your center, grounding cord and bubble. And go ahead. I commit to making this, to taking the first step on this initiatory journey with to radical responsibility for my life. And I would say right now. So right now. Would you like to say it one more time? Yes. <clears throat> I commit myself right now to taking this first initiatory step on my journey to radical responsibility right now thank you and the and the village can also say thank you and appreciate thank you. yeah thank you thank, thank you. you thank you okay gabriel i think you were next and then annika and then Anika. maybe i would say french It'd be easier for me. Uh, I'll try to put this here. Okay, no commentary. Okay. Je m'engage dès à présent dans mon processus d'initiation à l'âge adulte. Okay. Est-ce que tu peux le dire en... Tu regardais en l'air, est-ce que tu peux le dire en regardant quel... quelqu'un sur l'écran ouais. Um, Et relaxe tes mains, ouais. Je m'engage dès à présent dans mon processus d'initiation à l'âge adulte. Merci. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Annika. Can you explain about the bubble and the cord and what you just said earlier? Yes, I will 
I will explain about the center first. Mm -hmm. So you have two center. You have a center that's on your physical center, which is in between your hip. You can put your hand in the middle between your hip and in the middle of your, bu in your, of your body. So it's like three fingers be below your navel. This mm -hmm. is your physical center. Yeah? Okay. You have an energetic center, which comes where your power, your responsibility, your thoughts, your, your action, your gestures come from. And that energetic center can move. Okay, your physical center does not move, but your energetic center does move. And mostly, modern culture has taught us to put our energetic center in our mind. Okay, so we think, you know, this is Descartes' thing. I think, therefore I am. Put your center in your mind. When you stop thinking, therefore you're not. It is a crazy way of living. So I would assume that probably your center is here in your mind. So with your intention you move it from your mind to your physical center you can close your eyes and just with your intention you, you want it that way you want it to be on your physical center and it's a particular sensation you can bend your knees a little bend your knees a little and just find this it's a sensation of being centered in your physical center and just sort of nod your head or when you're there. Okay. Then you're gonna click your clicker. This is a clicker, which is an energetic tool for declaration. You're gonna declare a grounding cord, which is a cord about this big around between your center and the center of Gaia, in the center of the earth. So click your clicker, declare this cord, and then you tell me what color is the cord. You'll have it. And the color? Red. Red. Great. So, and that's the sensation of being grounded. You are connected to the center of Gaia. And it's a two-way tube. You can send information to Gaia, but Gaia can send information to you. It's a fantastic tool. Then you click your clicker one more time and you declare your personal bubble of space. Do this. And then with your hand, just show us where your bubble of space stops. Yeah. Okay, there and all around your legs and your back and it's all around you. Okay, so your personal bubble of space is quite big, okay, because your hands are here and it's, it goes all the way here. It happens often when uh, you haven't had a personal space before so, and then you've had, you are used to people coming into your space and so you keep them at arm length. Okay. So if you keep doing this work and you work on keeping your center and your grounding cord in your bubble, you reclaim your anger. The moment you're gonna reclaim your anger, you won't need to keep people at, at arm, arm's length because your anger will allow you to make the boundary and say no and say stop and say what you want and what you don't want. So right now it's fine that your bubble is a little big. Mm -hmm. If you keep doing this work, it will come closer to you. So you can let people be a little closer to you. Okay, great. This is what we call first position of a possibilitator, center grounded bubbled, okay? And then the next step is sort out and gremlin at your side. And those are initiation that we do in expand the box and sometimes in labs. Okay, great whenever you're ready.
I commit to start the initiatory process to become an adult woman right now. Okay, the coaching is try to keep your eyes open the whole time. Mm -hmm. Because when you said initiatory process, you close and right mm -hmm. now you close them. And that okay. there's a part then that the commitment doesn't happen. Okay. I commit to start the initiatory process to becoming an adult woman right now. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Annika. Thank you. And really let the appreciation of the village come in, okay? Thank you. Because you're not only doing this for yourself. Okay. Thank you. Okay, Anna Sarah, are you how are you doing? Not now, okay. Would anybody else want to do this right now? Christina. What is the color of your grounding cord? Dark green. Thank you. I commit to my in initiatory process to become an adult responsible woman right now. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Anna. Anna Sarah, how are we doing? Yeah? Okay. Yes. So find yourself your yeah. I'm starting my in initiatory process right now. Would, Anna, would you say initiatory journey? I'm, I'm starting my own initiatory journey right now. Yeah. I'm starting my initiatory journey right now. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Thank you very much. Yeah, for doing for doing this and taking the stand and I feel I feel sad but I I feel touched that I, I feel in a team of edge workers and yeah, on this journey with you. Okay. Does anybody need uh, anything or need to say anything before we wrap up and see each other next week? Christina. I have a question um, concerning the grounding cord um, because I noticed for myself that the color changes sometimes in in the way on which chakra i'm working with or with initiation is uh have to be taken place so and i was wondering that because um, no one talks talked to me about this yet so i was wondering that does this happen for you too or 
I don't know. Yeah, personally, it doesn't. It uh, usually it stays most of the time. It stays the same every day, and then it changes every day. The color I don't think means really anything, and 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 there could be some research to be done. So I would open that as a research for you if that if you if you feel a change in the energy or your connection with Gaia or I think there's a lot of questions to be asked and research. So mm. yeah. Cool. Go. <sighs> okay. And I also noticed that uh I wanted to say that I also commit off to holding space for inis initiations. So that's yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, beautiful beings, feminine beings and masculine beings and also that doesn't mean anything about men and women. <laughs> Not making that distinction. I wish you a wonderful day or evening, depending on where you are. And um, seeing you, yeah, hopefully see you next week. Same time, same link. Okay. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Bye. And thank you. Bye. Thank you a lot. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Bye, Leslie. Bye. Leslie. Bye, Barbara and Tom. Good to meet you. Bye-bye. Cool. Bye, Anna.